0: Morning, everyone. Tuesday, February twenty eighth. The big sports breakfast, Sky Sports Radio, and we're just two days away from the season opener, Parramatta against the Melbourne Storm on uh, Thursday night. There at Combank Stadium. There's an interesting last day in the cricket between England and New Zealand today over in Wellington across the ditch. England need another two hundred and ten runs with nine wickets in hand. New Zealand have made it difficult for them after following on, uh, so that'll be that'll be intriguing. Uh, as that starts, what, 9 o'clock this morning, our time, the final day there. And, uh, well, it is Test Eve over there in India as well. And Mitchell Stark spoke yesterday. We'll have a bit of a chat about that. And the Aussies, well, hopes heading into this third test, down 2-0 in the series. But uh, Loza, pup, morning to you both. We get the teams today. And uh, that will just wet the appetite for Thursday. Loza, morning.
1: Yeah, morning, boys. Morning, everybody. Uh I think everyone's excited about the footy being back in two days' time. Obviously, it starts at Combank Stadium with the Parramatta Eels taking on the Melbourne Storm. But there's some good news for Manly supporters. Uh, Tommy Turbo has declared that he's ready to go. So they take on the Dogs 3 o'clock Saturday at Brookvale Oval. So that'll be a good game because uh, the Dogs have bought really well in the off-season. They've got a couple of big names to their clubs. Uh, they bought Burton the previous season and Adokar, but you throw in Reed, Marnie, and Kikau, Um Gives them plenty of strike this year. But Manly, we know the winning record is close to 70% when Tommy T plays, and it's around 35% when he doesn't. So, um, you know, that, that says a lot. That says that, you know, when Tom plays, then the Manly side are, are very difficult to beat. Um, hopefully, he gets through the season. Okay, and all Manly supporters would be hoping that he can play at least 20 games of football because if he does that, you would think that Manly will go on and play finals footy.
0: Pump morning, mate. Test Eve in indoor, it looks like. It'll be Mitch Stark coming back, Cameron Green coming back, and three spinners again.
2: Morning, boys. Uh, yeah, well, we've got to turn things around. That's obviously something different um, to what we've had in the first two test matches. Uh, Big arse though, two guys that haven't played in the series so far to come in and uh, do the work with, like I say, not many overs in regards to test cricket under their belt. But in saying that, I'd imagine if that's what the selectors are thinking, they've obviously looked at the wicket and it's going to be a turner again, so you'd, you'd think that the spinners are going to bowl majority. Uh, Cameron Green can bowl some, even if it's a couple overs of the brand new ball if required. Uh, the advantage with Starkey, if it does swing with a brand new ball, he can bring it back into a right-hander. He's very good reverse swing, both over and around the wicket. And if Australia are going to play two right-arm off spinners, Starkey being a left-armer, he'll create more foot marks for those spinners as well. Um, but then the Australian batters has got to deal with Ashwin as well. So, yeah, let's hope, we can, um, let's hope we've done some work in this week off that we've had and boys have got a different plan to what they've had in the first two tests.
0: Great days racing ahead on Saturday, Loz. I was looking at some of these all-in markets last night. Keep an eye on this Kiwi mare Imperatriz four-time Group One winner, which uh, for the Canterbury Stakes all-in for Saturday with tabs being three fifty to two dollars eighty uh, yesterday. Giga Kick as well. We get to see Giga Kick back at the races in the Challenge Stakes it was three fifty to two dollars sixty yesterday. The Tab Everest winner. Eduardo was 5 into 4.20 in the same race and has won uh, the last two editions of the Challenge Stakes, has Eduardo. And then we get to the Ramwick Guineas and aft cabin, $3.50 in favourite and Osipenko $4.50, which of course turned over after Cabin and uh, in short, a multi-victory for you last weekend. So we've got a beauty coming up on Saturday in Sydney. Great days race. It around. just seems
1: like it's uh, week after week. All the good horses are, are back and you can understand why with the, the carnival just about... Uh, well, you could say the carnival's underway now, really. I know, you know, there's some big races, the good two-year-old races this weekend. Um, and we might get a clearer picture of the... Golden Slipper with the Riesling and the Todman being run this weekend as well. But you talk about that Canterbury Stakes, you know. Gee, some good horses in that. Also, uh, plenty of noms uh, for the Randwick Guineas. Um, Gee, some good races, some good horses. How are we going to pick a winner? Well, that's why I mentioned it early. We've got to get onto it early.
0: But uh, naturally, we'll get the final fields and draws declared tomorrow. I was watching NRL 360. He was back on Fox League last night. Craig Bellamy-Loz, your old mate, uh, on his own future, was asked, you know, what it all holds. And, of course, he's got the long-term deal at the Storm just to stay there as sort of a consultant whenever he decides to call time on his playing days. And, uh, well, he said pretty sure this season – will be his last as a head coach. He added he's not quite sure when the club wants a definite answer. I'm sure I saw some comments from Matt Tripp saying they wanted it, you know, basically in March. Um, That was uh, some weeks ago. But he added my time's just about up. He looked so tortured when he was answering the question, though. I I was hardly convinced that, even though, you know, he said my time's almost up, that he really does concede. His days as a head coach are coming to an end. Well,
1: I know he loves that club and he loves his players and um, I'm sure the club will give him a great deal of respect in terms of allowing him to make that decision Mm. when it's right. But they obviously need to plan for the future because this is something that they know has been coming and they have to get right because it's very difficult to take over from a legend of the game like Craig Bellamy. Um, And I'm sure they've got people in mind and with coaches coming off contract... Uh, well not coming off contract, coaches entering the season under pressure um, it, it just sort of adds another layer to it because they don't want to miss out on the guy that they want to take over from Craig Bellamy but Craig has you know, done such a remarkable job uh, with the Storm, you know you only got to look at their round one record um, you know, the, the ability to get the team playing finals football um, the ability to recover from losing champion players like Billy Slater, Cameron Smith, Cooper Cronk, Uh, that's hard to do. That's hard to do. You look at any sporting team when you've had superstars of the game retire, it always sort of takes them a bit of time to recover. They tend to have a dip, but not this Melbourne Storm team. Um, And if Craig's talking like that, you know the time is near. Um, What is he going to do? He'll still be in and around the club, but probably won't be there on a full-time basis. Uh, I know he's very keen to move up to Queensland. Uh, and spend some time uh, in his later years with the family. So um, this might be Craig Billamy's last year in charge. I think Craig is the only person that will know when the right time is. And it's it's a bit like when you're playing uh, with your playing career. You, 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 You just wake up one day and you know when the time's right. He's probably going through a stage at the moment where he's unsure. He doesn't want to let people down. But given what he's done for that club, he won't let anyone down with whatever decision he makes, but with Craig, you know he's hundred percent in, or he's hundred percent out. We're going to do our top eights tomorrow. See what you might for
2: the warning. Yeah, Right
0: here. There you go. Just putting that one on your plate, pup.
1: Uh, I'm pretty settled, except for the last one or two.
0: Okay, so you've had a good think about yeah. it. Sorry, pup. I'm starting from scratch as well, mate. Mm.
2: Top four is I reckon top four is easy. Next four not so easy. Tigers, can they get in there? <laughs> That's the one I have got to think about.
0: Throw him in. Uh, Also, Bellamy, you added lots of the preseason has been different due to the loss of experience in the squad. He gave great praise to Joel Selwood, uh, the Geelong champion, recently retired after yet another premiership and uh, just the impact he's had in coming in and helping. I think he's a leadership consultant there. Well, you just
1: don't know, Mido, how your team is going to go when you lose a lot of experienced players and a lot of kids get an opportunity. There were two teams that stood out for me last year where kids got opportunities in different codes. One was the AFL with Collingwood. They went from the bottom to a top four team because all their young blokes, they kicked. And they just played some magnificent football. Then in the rugby league it was the Cowboys, a lot of their players. You know, they unearthed some good young players that just were you know, had a taste of first grade football, but they went to another level. So it can happen. And this may well be the case with Melbourne. But they are missing a couple of key players to start the season. Ollam, Pappenhausen, on top of that, the experience that they've lost in that forward pack, I think it'll affect them.
0: Front page of the Daily Telegraph today, Nico's pain. NRL star, opens up on mum's jailing. It's hit me hard is the headline there. So Nico Hines so really opened up yesterday. I uh, saw it last night as well on the news, but... Uh, just talking about how tough it's been with his mum awaiting sentencing after being found guilty of heroin supply, saying it's probably been the most challenging time of his life. So that is a a significant, uh, well, obviously obstacle for him to be dealing with off the field. And uh, it looks like Lozzy's probably going to struggle to make it as he tries to overcome a calf injury uh, for Saturday night. But uh, we know Nico, a uh, you know, quality person, uh, but uh, you can only imagine dealing with that off the field at the moment with your mum in, uh, well, she's about, probably headed towards the, towards jail when she reaches sentencing. I think it's in about a month's time.
1: Yeah, yeah. you talk about distractions. This is a massive one for Nico Hines. He loves his mother. And obviously she's going through a, a terrible time at the moment. Um, and you're trying to put distractions to a side, but I can only imagine what he's going through and... You know, feeling that love and support for his mother and wanting to be there for her, but also knowing that his job is to play football for the Corolla Sharks. Um, he mightn't be there in round one, which will certainly affect their performance um, or how their team will play because he was a standout player last year, Dallium Player of the Year. Um, but he needs to make sure that he starts the season fit. You, you don't want him to take an injury into game one, injure it and then have issues ongoing issues for the next couple of months. So the Sharks will play it safe with him. And if he's not right, they won't play him. But again, you know, Nico, if he can put those distractions aside, which are massive, um, hopefully he can back up what he did last season.
0: Back page of the telly. The Sea Eagle has landed after 284 long days. Turbo's finally ready to turn on the afterburners, as, as Loz mentioned before. So... Expect to see Turbo's name on the team sheet ahead of that match. Brookvale Oval, 3 o'clock Saturday. Manly and the Dogs. One of the more intriguing games for round one, no doubt about that. And also the back page of the telly, prop star Lenny to become face of Bondi Packs. So uh, Spencer lenny Well, Penrith put out a statement yesterday confirming that he'll be leaving the club at the end of the season. And, uh, well, it is believed that he's headed to the Roosters, as Buzz touched on yesterday on the show, but uh, this also probably tells me this is certainly the last year for Jared Raria Hargreaves, who's been fantastic for that club, but uh, that's probably it for him.
1: Yeah, and also they've got Matt Lodge, I think, coming off contract at the end of the season too, so they haven't made a decision on whether they keep him. Um, and at the end of the year, the only established prop they've got on contract is Lindsay Collins, so there's an opportunity for the Roosters to to sign Spencer Leenu. Uh, He's playing behind Moses Leota and James Fisher-Harris out there at Penrith. So he wants to be able to start. Most players want to start. Um, You know, you always talk about being a a team player and a squad player, but you do want to run out in the starting 13 rather than coming off the interchange bench. But they get their man again, the Roosters. There's some talk about how they do it. Uh, They're telling everyone it's their football program. Um, There's an article in Today's Telegraph about making wages available I'm still old school. I don't want to see that happen. Um, I, I think that's um, a privacy issue. I, I don't think um, everyone's entitled to know what someone's earning. Um, other people disagree with that. I think that's why we have salary cap auditors. You trust them that they are going to go through organisations with a fine-tooth comb, and if they've got any issues, then they'll, they'll raise it. Um, I don't think there's a need for us as General Joe Blow's to find out what someone's earning. But plenty of people disagree because it happens in sport around the world.
0: Mm. Uh, Back page of the Herald and uh, just uh, on the topic of the Roosters, they're seeking cap relief for Crichton, the headline there. So uh, this article saying that Angus Crichton won't be available for at least 10 weeks before assessment is made on his return to playing. And that the club has applied to the NRL for salary cap relief and generally reliefs given when a player suffers, say, a career-ending injury, is uh, injured in a representative game or is stood down under the, the no-fault stand-down policy, as we saw with Ooh. Jack DeBellin there at the drag, so this is a bit of a complex one. For the NRL uh, yeah this would be fascinating to see what, what way they go here, but obviously first and foremost is uh, you know Angus Crichton's recovery which uh, you know it obviously sounds like a very si- serious situation
1: yeah well again I you know they came out uh, I think his father put out a statement and said that Angus has been suffering from bipolar um, so it's a mental health issue um, the NRL are naturally um, worried. You know, and hopefully you'll get all the, the right help, but you know, just worried about how perceived this could look with players with mental health issues if they start giving salary cap relief and the possibility of clubs being able to, to rot the system, um, so to speak. Uh, but there is a greater emphasis with the NRL on protecting players from cushions. They do state-of-mind conferences. They're always talking about how we can improve our mental health um, and players when they don't show symptoms of mental health it's hard for them to talk about it and it's hard for them to be you know, not playing games of football because they're worried about being judged um, at least with an injury if you've got an arm injury or a leg injury people can see it whereas with a mental health illness they can't um, so this will be interesting to see what the league do whether they give Angus that dispensation uh, and the Roosters, sorry, uh, dispensation. Um, but we hope that Angus is okay. Hopefully he's getting the treatment that he needs. And when he's right, he gets back on the football field. Uh, Meg's 11, back page of the Sydney Morning Herald there.
0: With uh, this article asking, uh, Meg Lenning's T20 World Cup winners, Australia's greatest sporting team. And that they're in the conversation. Back page of the Australian, Lenning's trophy list unrivaled. Here's the headline there after their T20 World Cup triumph in South Africa. I get the feeling, though, Pup, like this is very much a golden age and, you know, we're still producing players coming through, but the competition is going to get more fierce now, thanks to, you know, competitions like the Women's Indian Premier League, etc. Yep, for sure. Uh, And you could just, uh, you know, they they still conquered all, obviously, but, Mm. you know, they did endure a
2: couple of close games over there in South Africa and... Well there's but, more teams playing now as well like that, you go back exactly. you know even 10 years and not every country had a women's team so of course it's going to, it's, the competition's definitely going to get tougher and in in things like the women's BBL we've already seen it uh, and now the IPL it brings international players together, so whatever domestic league it is, that you'd you'd think that'll enhance that. So certainly India will get stronger. You now Australia only just beat them in the semi final. You think with things like the women's IPL, they'll be a stronger team in the next you know few years as well. Uh, but yeah, take nothing away from the girls. Their their record is phenomenal. Um, you know, Megs just had five six months off as well and they come back and lead the team to undefeated world cup campaigns phenomenal so yeah congratulations to her and to the team
0: uh, this poll that the herald's done as well today they've uh, approached uh well all the nrl club's chief executives and chairman and uh, 25 of the 34 responded and uh, answered various questions uh one of those being if you could sign any player in the nrl who would it be no surprise, Nathan Cleary, top of the list, 29%. Another survey. Another survey. Uh, who else have we got here? We've got... Uh,
2: you ever get a survey in the mail?
0: Most under, uh, underrated player in the NRL. I don't think this will surprise anyone. Dylan Edwards, 42%.
2: You ever get a survey in the mail? Ever filled it out and cared? Not really. I reckon that's what the coaches think about these as well. For the reckon, what, sorry? I reckon this is what the coaches... Think about these. I reckon they're Harvey Norman. Oh, I reckon I they fill right. it out and go, mate? Well, it's, cl- it's the chief executives and chairman. Yeah. There you go. Even more important, as if the chairman of a club cares about a survey. And it's it, Tommy Turbo. Let's see if that's still the same. If he's six games in, manly six wins. Go back two years. I bet your Tommy T was sitting number one. Just gives us something to ponder. <laughs> gives us a headline in a paper and something for us to talk about.
0: Well. He- Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, best signing of twenty twenty three. Who do you think it'll be? Well Happy our top of the list, twenty four percent. Uh Brandon Smith Reed Marty Reese Walsh all at sixteen percent. So yeah. It's content pub.
2: It certainly is. <laughs> We're talking about it. <laughs>